0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Monica T, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, the 4th of November, 2016. And today, we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter, A Vision for You. We are on page 160. We will begin our reading with paragraph 2. And today's readers are... The 12 Steps, Chris G. The 12 Traditions, Sarah W. And our text readers are Rachel W. and Amanda R. And our newcomer greeter for today is Nancy H. The reference number or share ID for yesterday, Thursday, November 3rd, 2016, is 9231. 9231. OA Preamble Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers and somebody is not muted. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Chris G. to read the 12 steps, please.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is Chris G. in Connecticut, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves We tried to carry this message to all alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you,
0: and I pass. Thank you, Chris G. And I will now ask Sarah W. if she would read the 12 traditions for us, please.
2: Good morning, Monica. Thank you for your service, Sarah W., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. we need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Sarah W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature So, today, we are resuming our study of the big book. We are in the chapter, of Vision for You. We are on page 160. We will be reading paragraph two that begins, Many a man, yet dazed, and I am going to ask Rachel W. if she would read that for us, please.
3: Thank you, Monica. Good morning, and thank you for your service. This is Rachel W., Recovered Compulsive there, calling from New York. Many a man yet dazed from his hospital experience has stepped over the threshold of that home into freedom. Many an alcoholic who entered there came away with an answer. He succumbed to that gay crowd inside who laughed their own misfortunes and misunderstood and understood his impressed by those who visited him at the hospital. He capitulated entirely when later in an upper room of this house, he heard the story of some man whose experience closely tallied with his own the expression on the faces of the women that indefinable something in the eyes of the men, the stimulating and electric atmosphere of the place conspired to let him know that there was a Haven at last. And I'm just going to set my timer here for a second. As I would like to share on this. Um, again, my name is Rachel Delvey recover compulsive calling from New York. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking about what it was like to go to my first diet club meeting, you know, um, showing up there standing in line like you know herded cattle waiting to be weighed you know and on the way up like taking off anything appropriate in public that could be taken off like like shoes and jewelry and anything that had any weight on it you know and getting up to the scale and being weighed in front of people and oh plus two pounds and oh man I can't believe that and thinking like oh the binge I had last night it caught up with my body I had really hoped it was just like somewhere out in the atmosphere but apparently it caught up with me and then you know going that was the humiliation of that and then sitting down in this group and and the leader said you know this happened to me um, by a meeting where a leader said uh, so what brought you here you know and this woman near me said well I got on my scale uh, this morning and it said um, it's a talking scale and it said one person at a time please and and uh, and I knew I had to do something about my weight <laughs> and there was laughter you know but the laughter in that room for me, you know, it was more of a a humiliation. It was more of a let's get together and just um, negate ourselves as human beings for the fact that we can't lose weight, you know, and, and then, you know, um, on the way out, you know, buying massive amounts of things that were on sale, you know, and, and binging on those. And, and, and just, you know, the, but the whole idea of, of just the focus of the weight. And, yeah, there was a threshold to cross over a place to go, But the focus was on the weight and how, um, and this is what I got out of the meeting. Maybe it works for some people. It didn't work for me. But over here, what we're talking about here is exactly what happened with me. You know, days from binges, um, coming into, coming, you know, stepping over the threshold, coming into a place where, you know, there's laughter, there's camaraderie, but there's, there's there's the people sharing experience, strength, and hope, and people sharing authenticity, and people who are telling my story. It's like sometimes they listen on this line, and I just think, how could that be that that my? It's like my autobiography is on this line every day in all of your shares, and and um, I just have to say that. I'm I'm really so grateful, you know, because I know that 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 electric atmosphere and the the stimulation and the, and what's in your eyes, the shiningness in your eyes of recovery, it's it's God speaking through all of us because that's what happens as I go from being a self-centered person just focused on on my weight or or whatever on the physicality of of this whole disease, to to someone who's useful and that's what the 12 steps do they 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 transform they transformed others these other people got this glint in their eye that I could see something that not, life didn't change. You know, I'll end with that. Life didn't change. The world still has its issues. Life still has its issues. But what changes is the person. And I could take that that glow and, and internalize it for myself and then now be here in a position to help others. So thank you for allowing me to share and to do service. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Thank you, Rachel W. And we will be commenting on the second paragraph on page one sixty. And who would like to share on this comment on this paragraph?
4: This this is Bella. Can I Janice, Bella, Larry
0: Tina S, Shannon Larry, up. Tina Shannon, Shannon. Okay, this is what I've got. Janice M, Bella G, Larry K, Tina S, and Shannon F. Did I miss somebody? Vasa O. Oh? Vasa. Thank you. Okie dokie, here we go. Janice M., you're up, and then it'll be Bella.
5: Well, thank you, Monica T., and good morning to everyone. My name is uh, Janice M. from Massachusetts. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. The very first word, many. Many a man. Imagine. Many. It didn't say a few. You know, it's not their opinion. This is real. This is really real. It's just like on this line. Not a few, not a few of us, many of us have recovered, have escaped the demon, the beast (laughs) for one day. You know, I've tried, I was licked. I mean, when I came in here, I was licked. Um, But I wasn't licked enough until I really put the, you know, food down and did the steps in order. Um, I had, my methods didn't work, you see. So this is where I found the escape the the escape from the beast. It's not an opinion. It was an answer, you know, because I, you know, I've already tried everything. Everything is not, there was nothing left for me. And this is what they have found. They found a shelter, a haven. And that's what I found when I came into this group, a haven. I was home at last. The atmosphere, you know, was so different. What, you know, it was effective. I heard, I heard the problem what the problem was that, gee, I had an allergy. Yeah, I understood that. But I had the obsession of the mind that I couldn't stop. I mean, I stopped, but then I couldn't stop to start again. I mean, I'd always start again. And um, so that was the, uh, that's the effectiveness of this atmosphere, especially in this group. of a recovered meeting, a healthy meeting. It was electric. Absolutely. You know, so now... um, uh we are we are a group of people, and we represent what the program of recovery is all about We're th- that's our duty that's our job, which is a joyful job and and we've created and I've come from hopelessness to hope, so you know we're supported by their group, this group, but this is again. When we get the spiritual awakening as a result of these steps by telling our story, not the opinion of, of a book I've read or who this or they did this, it's me. I, I'm telling them what I was like and then what happened and how I am today because through the miracle I succumbed to recovery. Now, you know, everybody doesn't want recovery. You think just because they're in these rooms they want recovery. Well, they don't. And some of them are not even compulsive eaters. So, I mean, it's up to us. Do we have a choice? Do we want to succumb, surrender to this recovery process, or do we want to continue in the disease? And the disease, is no way out. Uh, there's only death at the end. Or first you die, first it's insanity, and then we die. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Janice M. All right. Bella G., you're up, and then it'll be Larry Kay.
6: Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Monica, for doing this service, and thank you, everybody on the line. And electric atmosphere of the place. And this is exactly what I feel every morning when I am on this line of vision for you. This is exactly what I feel, the electric atmosphere. It's so interesting. We are such a huge, huge group of people. I don't know some of you. You don't, Some of you don't know me. We are so different, men, women. We di- We live in different places. We are different, and still is an electric atmosphere, and this is the place that I feel safe and secure. This is a group of people that I feel that you know, I can talk without feeling ashamed and lonely. And yes, I do. I never hear here with this group of people, the blaming and judging. And, you know, like the share before said, that, you know, people talk here on the line and I feel, oh, this is exactly me. This is exactly me. How this person knew that I went or I am going through this, the same thing. And here in this program, in this group, we share our experience, strength, and hope. You know, it's not a teacher-student program. It's not a therapist and patient. It's not a doctor and a patient. We are here all together because we are all here disconnected ourselves from our ego we are going out from being the self-centered we are connected to a loving accepting higher
0: power thank you for letting me share and i pass thank you Bella G. larry k it's you up and then tina s
7: thanks monica larry k recovered compulsive reader from chicago you know i want to focus on that word haven you know, it's, it's, a, it's a shelter, it's a retreat, it's something different than a prison. Um, there's comfort there. And, you know, in a very re- very real sense, we're, we're delivered into the state of freedom. You know, we're, we're discharged from our prison. And perhaps the question that I needed to consider was, you know, who, who delivers me from this self-imposed prison into this haven? You know, do I unlock the door? or does my creator? And for, you know, if if I'm both the jailed and the jailer, perhaps there's no need for a a higher power. So for me, you know, brings me back step two enabled me to see that I was trying to live my life as both the prisoner and the warden. And, And with this kind of belief construct that I had, I remained incarcerated, you know, forever a captive of my own ego you know, placing my trust in my finite self, you know, remember my, you know, our eating was merely a a, a symptom of a deeper trouble. If food was my main problem, then a diet would have worked for me, but it didn't. And, you know, if if being abused as a child was my main problem, then years of compassionate therapy would have, and self-knowledge with that would have been my solution, but it wasn't and if a broken marriage was my main problem the, the divorce not the first one the second one you know those would have been my solution but it wasn't and if lack of money was my main problem you know an infusion of cash perhaps an inheritance would have set would have been the solution but it wasn't so the one thing about freedom we hear on this line freedom it's not free it comes with the price and at the top of page 14 in the big book it says simple but not easy, a price had to be paid. To get to that haven, a price had to be paid. What price? It meant destruction of self-centeredness. I must turn in all things to the Father of the light who presides over us all, that's what it says. And you know, um, some of us don't do this deal, because why? Because these were revolutionary and drastic proposals. We hear, how free do you wanna be? Good question to ask myself. Because there may be a part of myself that feels comfy in my self-imposed prison cell. I'm like, you know, Otis from Mayberry. Remember the old Andy Taylor, you know, the Mayberry? I'll, I'll just lock myself in my prison. It's where I'm most comfortable. So thank God that perhaps we come to that place where step two, we can understand that, and we can get to that haven. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay. Tina S., you're up, and then it'll be Shannon F., I think.
8: Thanks, Monica, for your service. Uh, Tina S., Compulsive Vita Anorexic in Florida. And I just heard some really, really wonderful shares, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, I can really relate to this paragraph. You know, I, I walked into a place where I saw freedom in others. You know, I was pretty skeptical. You know, I had been yeah, you know, not necessarily in the rooms, but I had been participating in my disease for a very long time. And, and I saw that they had an answer, you know. But through my own failures, you know, of trying to do it on my own, you know, I finally came to a place of um, just being a little bit willing to do something different, you know. And, and I became open-minded just enough to take action upon the suggestions that, that, I, that people were giving me, you know. And through that, you know, through that, something started to happen you know, and I loved what was shared, you know, if I'm thinking I'm doing this on my own, I'm screwed, you know, I have to trust and depend on a power greater than myself one day at a time, you know, and I also know that when I first came here, let me just tell you, this is for me, you know, the the, the laughter was pretty agitating to me, you know, because I thought, well, look at them, you know, and poor me, you know, but over time, you know, over time when the, the psychic change started to happen, you know, the, the laughter became exhilarating. It became... Uh, mot- motivating, you know, and inspiring, and, and I wanted what they had. I wanted what they were doing, you know, and so, so I continued the action the and practicing the principles in all my affairs. I wish there were another way because, like was said, there's work to be done. You know, I've got to do this thing diligently, one day at a time, you know, and if I continue to do this, you I continue to get it, you know, whether I want to or not. You know, I I had a conversation with several people yesterday, and I just say and mostly I say it for me. You know, I do this whether I want to or not, because a lot of times I don't want to, but you know, I love the result that I get, so with that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks. Thank you, Tina S. Shannon F., you're up, and then it'll be Vasa O.
4: Hi there, this is Shannon F. from um, Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Awesome. Just hovering over a space here because it's freezing right now, so hopefully that noise doesn't distract you. But anywho, um, so this paragraph, what comes to my mind is highlighting part of my journey, which is kind of like the dusk before the dawn. Um, as a newcomer coming into the actual physical rooms of OA. Um, I didn't hear the gay crowd inside. I didn't hear laughter. It actually felt very almost serious and somber. I mean, we were in kind of a darker part of a church, and I was like, what is going on here? Um, Thankfully, I was stubborn, and I made myself come back because I didn't have anywhere else to go besides treatment. So I was like, well, I'll take the option. That's not going to cost me thousands of dollars. So... Thankfully, that pushed me back towards coming back and trying it out. But it highlighted to me that there are lots of places in OA for meetings that are recovering, and there are many meetings that are still sick. When I came to Vision for You, and when I tried some other versions and formats of the OA meetings, it was a whole different crowd. I mean, there were some meetings that were very proactive. They were gay um, and just had that laughter, but they also had kind of this, let's let's get down to business. Let's look at the steps kind of attitude, um, and I do see a lot of that in the vision for you, so for me, what I've learned to kind of, from this part of the book, is that recover in the strong meetings, charge my battery there, then go back to the meetings that are sick to be a message, to be a light to people that need to see that there are stronger places of recovery. Um, It's not, meetings are not necessarily for me to go to, to just feel good and get support. It's actually to learn the steps, work the steps of my own life and then how to help others recover. Um, So there's, there's lots of different, Emotional frequencies going on in the meeting. Some people may like the laughter. Some people may not. Um, So that's what's getting highlighted to me. But I just it does highlight the whole concept that we've got something to be grateful for, that we can come together and we have the option of laughter. Once we get farther into recovery, we look back at our craziness and what we've done to get food, but also we get to laugh together as to going through the challenges of life. Um, Because laughter is healing. Um, So that's just a couple of things that come up. um, And I'm just sending a lot of love to everybody on the line today. Um, And that's what I've got. And I pass Shannon F. from Snowy, Minnesota.
9: Take care.
0: Thank you, Shannon F. and Vasa O.
9: It's your turn.
10: Good morning. Monica, did you call my name? I did. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> okay, good morning, everyone. My name is Vasa, grateful, recover compulsive, Vida calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And again, thank you, thank you, Monica, for your service. And I was very, very skeptical skeptical, skeptical when I came to my first OA meeting. Um, but I'm the person that 12-stepped me for about a week and just said, Um, just go with an open mind, just go and listen and see what you're going to hear, what, you know, God will show you in that meeting, you know, and uh, it was just, when I came to my first meeting, there were like around 20, 25 people, and I heard laughter, and I also heard the speaker uh, sharing her own experience, you know, with the food, and Boy, that was not, you know. She was very, very serious, and she just, you know, she, you know, she was out there and told us, you know what, it's gonna kill you if you don't do the work that's laid out in this big book, in our steps, you know, it's gonna kill you. And I could identify with her so much. My mother died two or three years before, um, before I came to Overeaters Anonymous, and she told the same story as my mother was going through. And my mother didn't make it, but this, this woman made it. It's a killer disease. And for me, when I read them for, what, for the first edition, we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men women who have recovered from seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And I was just so excited to hear the good news it was I said, you know if there's hope you know there's gonna be hope here for me because I just this was the last stop. if I didn't you know if i did that's it i mean it, this food had me by the throat by the hand by the by the throat, so I heard the solution and I took it very seriously and I was ready to surrender you know I was just so so ready to surrender to the program twelve Steps, higher power God. Whatever you tell me, I will surrender to. And I'm just so grateful that I have done that. And I've been in the program for decades and decades. And I'm not boasting and I'm not bragging. It's by the grace of God. I've been able to put the food down and have kept it off for many, many years. And it's doing service. Uh, You know, putting the the food was hard at the beginning. But the solution for me is to Give service to others that are suffering with this disease. It's a killer disease. And thank you for letting me share my time.
0: Thank you, Vasa O. And we are on the second paragraph on page 160. And who else would like to comment on this paragraph? Barbara B. Barbara? Melissa C. Melissa? Anybody else? All right, Paula, Barbara D, you're up, and then Melissa. Mary D. Uh, Mary, okay. Throw in Paula D there. Paula. Okay. All right, this is what I got Barbara D, Melissa C, Mary B, Paula D. Barbara, it's your
3: turn.
11: Okay, this is Barbara B, a composed, Recovery composed, Composable Reader in Massachusetts. And this wonderful look at what it was like to come to that home takes me back to what it was like for me to go to my very first OA meeting many years ago when nothing else had been like that experience. And they used the, f- the phrase, at last. At last, after a lifetime of having clergy people try to inspire me, doctors, try to understand the disease, which they could not, groups, endless, endless, endless lifetime of misery with the food, misery without the food, a friend and I who'd been once again forming some kind of a group, fashioning our own steps, principles, heard that there was a movement originating in California that had been based on Alcoholics Anonymous and Gamblers Anonymous that had adapted the steps, to overeating, compulsive overeating. And we searched out that meeting in northern New Jersey, went into a preschool room of a nursery school, and there were people just like the people in this home. They were laughing. Their eyes were sparkling. They were on fire with what they had discovered as a way of life and a solution and an answer, just like what I hear is going on in this home. And at last, as it says, at last, I could hear people say that they did with food and with feelings and behaviors what I did that nobody else understood. But the hope was they weren't doing that anymore. They weren't going to the food. They weren't sitting in the food in the feelings They and the actions. They had a 12-step way of life. They had... Something that I couldn't really grasp, but there it was when it says Haven. It was like my friend and I said, we're home. And I can remember shortly after that as I began to work with the woman that I related best to and we heard each other's stories and she shared with me how she came to recovery and what she went through with the big book and the steps. I can remember going on a trip from northern New Jersey into New York And a friend who used to be in one of those groups that we'd struggled with for years and years in each other's homes said, what's different about you? There's something different in your eyes. She spotted it even before I was aware of the process that was going on. So as I look back at this now, I'm reminded that this is what I'm called to do, to listen to people, to hear their stories, to share mine, and then to give the hope, to share the hope and the way. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara B. Melissa C. You're up, and then it'll be Mary B.
12: Hi. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C. Recovered over a year in New York. And, uh, you know, the words that really jumped out at me today is succumb, capitulated, and hate them. And, um, you know, succumbing and capitulating always describes what happened to me with the food. You know, I would always succumb to the desire to eat, um, I would always give in to that. Um, and then this is entirely different. This is a coming to a program of recovery to, um, you know, and that the a haven is so very different from what I've always gotten when I um, surrendered or came to the food. You know, I never got a haven from the food. I was looking for it. But it never gave me that. And, um, you know, and then I'm thinking about um, all the other solutions I tried that um, never worked, that never – there was not the joy of um, sitting in a Weight Watchers meeting. There was no joy there for me. There was humiliation. There was embarrassment. And um, and there was a place that I could give them my money um, and and pray that enough money would buy me the solution that I craved. Um, you know, and so when I came to OA, I could barely make eye contact because I was humiliated. I couldn't believe that I was sitting in a room with a bunch of strangers, some really fat, some really thin, um, who were telling me that there was an answer. And, um, and I felt beaten down. And what did I succumb to? You know, what did I capitulate to? Um, when I heard people there books were covered. There was that fire in their eyes. They, they um, clearly had something, and they were telling my story. You know, I came to a first meeting, and this woman told my story. She told about stealing candy. This nice, you know, sweet, honorable person, just like me, um, stole candy. And there was such a freedom in, um, in, in the relief. From the shame. And that was enough to kind of get my attention. Um, I never heard that in any of the other places that I went. And and I secated, you know. I capitulated and I do that daily whether I want to or not. It does, it takes the work, but there is a freedom. There's a real haven there. And I, I just want to say quickly, yesterday somebody was asking me about what I do and She said, wait, you never can eat ice cream again? And she looked horrified. And, um, you know, and I just, I had such a smile on my face because I don't want to eat ice cream again. Who could explain that, you know? Thank you. With that, I'll
0: tap. Thank you, Melissa C. Mary B. You're up, and then it'll be Paula D.
13: Thank you so much, Monica. Thank you for your service. This is Mary B. Gratefully Recovered. In central California today I am so grateful and first of all I want to personally thank everybody who so generously gives service on this line both on the first hour and because I keep the calendar for the second hour uh, all the people who volunteer for for that hour also and um, It's been a wonderful service keeping that calendar. It's put me in touch with so many people that I might not otherwise have ever been in contact with. I have been brought up in this program, something I will share in just a moment, with the attitude that when the secretary says we need, you raise your hand before they ever say what it is they're looking for. Uh, I know that we have some abstinence requirements uh, for our service positions here. And believe me, when I first heard Leah uh, ask for people to volunteer, my first thought is, oh, thank you, God, I, I qualify. I qualify. And so I sent her a note that said, Leah, plug me in anywhere, anywhere you need me. I want to share something uh, this morning, this week, before this week is out, because I don't remember exactly what day or date it was, but I came in to my first meeting of Overeaters Anonymous the first week of November 1962, which is 54 years ago. And I know when I share that, some people get the idea that I know something that other people don't know or have something other people don't have, which is absolutely not true. The only thing is that I've been through a lot of growing pains with OA, a lot of history, and I may be the oldest person in the room, and that is all it means What do I want the newcomer to know from sharing this? I want the newcomer to know this is not a diet club. This is a way of life and a wonderful, wonderful way of life. I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine life without this program. I am so grateful. Believe me, I tried to get away from here a number of times, and my higher power just kept shoving me back in the room. And um, I'm just grateful um, for 11 years of back-to-back abstinence for 80 pounds uh, on maintenance for that many years also. I am grateful and I just wanted to share
0: that this morning. Thank you all. I thank you, Mary B. And Paula D. It's your turn.
11: Well, good morning, Monica. This would be Paula D, currently in New Hampshire. Recovered by and with the grace of God. Wow, what a paragraph. What a paragraph. And it says And I'm just going to read a little bit and hopefully come into, has stepped over the threshold of that home, a threshold. That's an entrance into. It says, into freedom. Into freedom. That was where he had stepped over, into freedom. Where was he before that? I think we all remember. We all remember. And it says, many an alcoholic who went to there came away with an answer. That's what It was. We didn't know the answer. Why would I do the same thing over and over again? May I share a little bit of my story? And I'll be very mindful of the time as I speak. Uh huh. It is Halloween has passed. That was my high holiday. That was my high holiday that would bring me to the lowest point. And that's where the transition happened. Something happened that night. My granddaughter is now 14 years old. She probably was about, oh, about four at that time. And how wise she was, she hid her candy. She hid her candy. She loved her Grammy, but she knew her Grammy. But not this time. Oh, no. So she waited for a story, and she fell asleep waiting as I went on my hunt. And I found it under a pillowcase under her father's bed. I think you'd know the rest of that story. But this story here an answer. An answer. Why would you do that? And it came to me and as I was reading this what he found there. He heard their story of the some man with with whose experience closely tallied with his own. You see I couldn't add it up and neither could they. But then they found an answer, and that's where it was, the expression. You know, when we go to, and I love XXXI, one year later he called to see me, and I experienced a very strange sensation. I knew the man by name and partly recognized his features, but there all resemblance ended. From a troubling, despairing, nervous wreck had emerged a man brimming over with self-alliance and contentment. This is what he found. These men who lived through that? But wait! In Bill's story, remember when when the door was opened, the door opened. He stood there, fresh skinned and glowing. There was something about his eyes; he was was inexplicably different. What had happened? Each, each. What had emerged? And as we read here, look at whole room full. a whole roomful, a whole roomful. And then he says here the stimulating in an electric atmosphere. What does electric do? It flows. It flows through a current. That current, God himself, God himself, current from one to another. He felt it. He felt it. And he became part of it. Conspired to let him know here was Haven at last. Monica, thank you. Much appreciate that. With that, I do pass.
0: Thank you, Paula D. <clears throat> and would anyone else like to comment on this? Paragraph, second paragraph on page 60?
14: Rochelle from if, Maryland.
0: Rochelle? Yep. Renee C. Ren, Renee? C. C. Anybody else?
1: Sharon Christy. W.
0: Sharon W. Chris G. Chris Okay, let's do those four. We're getting on the tail end here. All right, Rachel, I didn't get your last initial, please. I mean Rochelle, excuse me. I'm always spelling Rachel. (laughs) Rochelle, go ahead. Um, N's with an M.
15: M is in Maryland. Uh, So it's very short. Um, So what that keeps coming to me is the word haven. You know, here in Baltimore, on the way to Baltimore back home, I've been traveling. And there's a place called Hava de Grasse, which means harbor of thanks. And uh, I think of the word haven, and each time I see it, I put an E in there. So instead of haven, it's heaven. when I think about traveling the distance from where I came from in terms of the food to where I come when I come home, when I'm in program, it's heaven. It's heaven not to be involved with the four horsemen of the apocalypse And it's the opposite of being in a place where I'm being tortured as if I had already gone to hell, God forbid. And uh, it's a journey, and it's one for which I'm very grateful to
0: Thank you, Rochelle M. Renee C., it's your turn, and then it'll be Sharon W.
14: Good morning. This is Renee C., grateful recovering compulsive overeater, out of breath from climbing the stairs. (laughs) Good morning, my fellow visionaries. I'm so grateful to be on this meeting this morning, grateful recovering compulsive overeater from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This paragraph just really steps into my heart. Many an alcoholic who entered there came away with an answer. He succumbed to that gay crowd inside who laughed at their own misfortunes and understood his, and as so many have already commented the expression on the faces of the women, that indefinable, something in the eyes of the men, the stimulating and electric atmosphere of the place, here was a haven at last. And that's my story. You know, when I came into OA in 1989 and I've shared this many times for the newcomers and those who are still struggling, I had absolutely no idea what I had stepped into. I had done the Diet and Calories Club and was insane with that. You know, um, I was in a way for three years before I had any idea what was going on, and I, I still didn't know what was going on, but through the many years, And through my continuing to be in the program and continuing to work towards learning a higher power in my life um, and coming into vision a little over a year ago, just the sky is the limit. I really am amazed. And this safe haven um, is just, beyond my wildest dreams. Haven is a place I go that feels safe, that um that allows me to be who God wants me to be, who my higher power wants me to be. And uh I'm so grateful today for the steps. I'm doing the steps with a sponsor. Um you know, doing my daily 10 step, had a situation this morning that could have really escalated into a big argument, took a breath, said a quick prayer, and found an answer that did not involve an argument. That is such new behavior for me. And it's all as a result, the result of working these steps and being in this fellowship. I thank my higher power every day for Vision for You. I thank the person that tried for three years to get me to listen, and I finally listened. And I am ever so grateful to all of you who stand shoulder to shoulder with me one day at a time working this program of recovery and of action. And with that, I will pass.
0: (coughs) Thank you, Renee C. Sharon W., you're up. And then it will be Chris G.,
9: this is Sharon, compulsive overeater from Atlanta, Georgia. There's so much in this paragraph, so many verbs. So He succumbed. He was impressed. He capsulated, And one thing that stands out to me that just seems, I guess, strange in a way, in an upper room of this house, one room... Many a man. Many an alcoholic. All this was going on. Electrifying. You know, people were gay and they were surrendering and they found an answer. They found freedom. It just sounds like a big spiritual party to me. Where they left with answers, they left with friends, they left electrified, they left with the camaraderie of a place, a safe place, a haven, where they could come back to whenever they wanted. And all of that happened because of a higher power. It was spiritual as well, with all of the succumbing and surrendering to God.
1: And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Sharon W. Chris G., it's your turn.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is Chris G. in Connecticut, Recovering Compulsive Overeater and Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you all for your service and for being here. Um, I'd just like to share, to, you know, um, about my previous experiences coming in to OA and every other scam I tried to, uh, or scheme I tried to um, create to conquer this, this disease. I... Um, I came into everything thinking and wanting and thinking I needed people to hold my hand and coddle me to the point of, you know, taking care of me. And as I stepped into this room with all of you, I finally got it. I finally realized that I had to capitulate and I had to do the work and show up and, and challenge myself to be willing to go to any length. So when my sponsor told me it's time to start making calls, I had to make the calls. And I had to conquer those voices in my head that told me I was going to be burdensome or, you know, all that stuff, all that insecurity or that I didn't have time. I had to show up and i had to i had to allow the fellowship in before I could really um, be helped and I had to open myself to the fellowship i couldn't be i couldn't allow anybody to hold my hand in a in a in a wholesome way in a way that allowed my my sovereignty my free will to really surrender to God I had to do the work and um, it just feels so grown up of me to with God's grace to to say you know what whatever it takes I am willing to call every person on this line and um, and allow the goodness of this fellowship and the electricity that's going on in here, because I'm worth it, and everyone is worth it. We all have a purpose to be of service and to carry the message, and uh, we're we're all children of God. So I'm just so grateful that God blessed me with that understanding, and I just hope to pass it on to anyone who's in need of it this morning. Thank you, and I
0: pass. Thank you, Chris G. And we've got two minutes. Who would like it? Lois M. Lois, it's yours. Go ahead. (laughs) Thank you. (coughs) Excuse me. Good morning,
16: Monica. Thank you for your service. Uh, Lois M. Recovered in Massachusetts. I'll try to say this quickly, but, you know, I just had to um, add this, that um, I have experienced this room. I've been in that room. You know, thanks be to God and the, alcoholics, the book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you people, and the 12 Steps, and my higher power, and I was one of the fortunate ones that went to Virginia Beach, where we had, you know, hundreds. I don't know how many hundreds, but, you know, and I was in a room like that, where we had all of these recovered and recovering compulsive overeaters, and that's that was the the electricity was in that room. The joy, there was dancing and happiness and laughter, and um, and you know this this has all happened. <clears throat> excuse me. Because of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, who ha- you know where we do find the answers that 's where I found the answers i didn 't know what my question was. I thought it was me, I thought I was the problem, and I was the problem, but unfortunately i didn't know what I, I didn't know what the problem was, that I was powerless over food, and my life had become unmanageable. And I had a spiritual problem. I thought I had a fat problem. But I had a spiritual problem, and I needed a spiritual solution, and that's to be found in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, Working the 12 Steps. And for that, I'm very grateful, and I want to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lois
0: M. And with that, we've come to the end of our time for this morning, and thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Nadia B., could you please read for us from A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive
3: only.
17: Good morning, everyone. This is Nadia B., grateful, recovered, compulsive reader in Connecticut. Our book is meant to be suggestive only and great events will come to pass for you and countless others this is a great fact for us abandon ourselves uh, abandon yourself to god as you understand god admit your faults to him and to your fellows clear away the wreckage of your past give freely of what you find and join us we shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit